0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey, it's Mark Bergen from the Believe in Steelers podcast. You're listening to a special bonus edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast. On Wednesday night, I went on the Rob Dibble show on 97.9 ESPN in Hartford, Connecticut. Rob was nice enough to have me on to preview Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. Here's what that conversation sounded like. Mark Bergen
0: and uh, Observer Media Group also does podcasts with Ike Taylor and
1: Mark welcome to the program how are you? Rob, thanks so much for having me. I'm psyched to talk about Super Bowl Fifty Six. And it's not every day I get to talk to a real live flamethrower. So thanks for having me. Well,
2: on. let me tell you this, Mark. I'm sick of this Cincinnati love on this show. He's got dibs. He's calling all of his friends, and we're all talking Bengals. Listen, I'm kind of leaning towards Joe Burrow as well. We got Icky Woods on tomorrow. Well, we have tell so, Mark Cuts. where are you from
0: though. You're from Indiana. I'm from
2: Indiana, okay. and I'm not a Bengals fan.
0: I'm a Colts, no, Colts Bears mean. guy.
2: So this is. I, I have a lot of family members that are super psyched about this football game because they haven't had these kind of days. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And there's an all-star team on the other side, the L.A. Rams. Give me some L.A. love, Mark. Uh, Tell me how they're going to win this game.
1: Well, I'm sure you guys have heard it ad nauseum. The Rams are all in, if you didn't know by this point, considering the star power they've got over there in L.A. And I'm not just talking about the actors and the famous celebrities, maybe some of the stand-ins that have been at SoFi Stadium, filling up (laughs) that stadium, but – It's been the Von Millers of the world, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., bringing in Matthew Stafford, who's really been the key piece to get the Rams over the top back into the Super Bowl. So it's the star power for the Rams, and it's putting it all together, considering they don't have the plethora of draft picks beyond this season. So it's like you're all in. This 2021 season, it comes to a hedge in the Super Bowl, but it's, it's win or bust, and a lot of the moves that the Rams made, if you look at the lack thereof draft picks that they have beyond this season, they are all in. And I know we've heard that time and time and time again, but if you look beyond this season, it, it's win and win now for this Rams team.
0: Who's who's more pressure on, though? Sean McVay, uh, obviously there's a lot of pressure on him, or Matthew Stafford. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of pressure on him being traded. Uh, people are, are He's probably putting pressure on himself. But 12 years in Detroit, he was basically imprisoned there. He finally gets out, and he gets right to the Super Bowl. If he loses, is it a bad year?
1: Yeah, I think McVay is the answer to that question, considering – bringing the rams back to the Super Bowl, but the last time he was in the big game, losing to the Patriots 13-3, to and he's known for being an offensive genius. Now, Stafford's been a great story, but was kind of more of the product of his environment in Detroit. Like, let's be honest here, right? As long as Aaron Rodgers is in the, is in the NFC North division, that division's going to run through the Green Bay Packers. And so now that you surround Stafford with talent, from what we see with him at the quarterback position, like his ceiling is as high as any quarterback in the league, but I think his floor is low, so it's like, which guy's going to show up? In the playoffs, he's guided the Rams to this point. Now, on the other side of the ball, like the Bengals are playing with house money here because I think they've arrived even before many expected them to, especially with Joe Burrow. And I mean, I don't need to tell you guys coming off the ACL and everything, too. I mean, we've heard some of the same storylines week in and week out. But to answer that question, I think more of the pressure would be on McVeigh, just considering he's been here before. Now, the question is, is can he learn from his previous experience? leading the Rams to the Super Bowl.
2: There's so many great receivers in this game. Cincinnati has playmakers for days on that side and a lot of young talent that don't know any better. And then you look at Los Angeles. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. has been playing up to form in the last couple of games, but Cooper Cup had the best season ever for any wide receiver. And it still feels like this guy's not going to get double teamed or they're not going to play a stack over the top with somebody underneath. Um, is, Is that, you know, as... Bad thing to say, or am I on the on the right there, where Cooper Cup is still somewhat underrated?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair, especially if you look at his yardage totals. Where for this season, both regular season and postseason combined, it's more yardage than the great Jerry Rice, who, in my opinion, is the greatest receiver. This this. League in this sport has ever seen yeah. and so if you're not going to double team double team him, good luck because this ram's offense goes as he goes now that opens things up to where if you do want to stack him, if you do want to double him, it opens up the the offense for some of the other rams skill position players like an obj but like if you're not going to give credit where credit is due, like be my guest now that's a matchup i'm really curious to watch is is if cups in the slot, uh, the, the Bengals have a pretty good nickel cornerback and a guy by the name of Mike Hilton, who we are very familiar with in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, a player who is really a cap casualty. The Steelers couldn't afford him. He goes out and gets a nice four-year deal this past offseason and hasn't missed a beat. He, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he is a football player. I'd imagine if, if cups going to be in the slot that the Bengals will match Mike Hilton across from him and... Try to slow him down that way, but to try to slow down Cooper Cup all on your own, you've got your work cut out from him. It's week in and week out, too. It's not just, okay, what we've seen in the postseason, has been all season long with what Cooper Cup's done as the Triple Crown winner, had as good a season we've ever seen at the receiver position.
0: Talking to Mark Bergen from the Observer Media Group, uh, the Believe uh, Network, Believe in Steelers podcast with Ike Taylor. Um, I I think Ben and I are on the same page that they're going to probably double team Jamar Chase. Is T. Higgins the most valuable part of that uh, wide receiver core for this Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, T. T. Higgins, and don't forget about Tyler Boyd in the slot too because – Jamar Chase, like, if you want to watch one matchup in this game, watch the one-on-one battle between Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase and Ramsey. It's awesome because you can't put him on the Island and the Rams pay him to do so to where one week he might be going up against a speedster, like say a Tyree kill another week. He's going up against Mike Evans, totally different styles of receiver. And it really doesn't make a difference because Ramsey can run with the league's fastest. And then he can brawl at the line of scrimmage with the bullies. If you need him to. So, Whatever you need him to do, he's able to do. Now, I know Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, has made adjustments this season and used – two safeties over the top, and I know a corner like, say, Jalen Ramsey might not want to hear it, but putting putting a top over the defense helped prevent some of the deep balls you might see, so a one-on-one matchup, cornerback, and receiver, I hope they get the opportunity to go on one-on-one, and Ramsey doesn't have that safety help over the top, because I want to see if he can hold his own against Chase, who's having as good of a rookie year. We haven't seen a rookie year quite like this since Randy Moss came came along, so and Randy Moss I mentioned Jerry Rice earlier. Randy Moss probably <laughs> the second best receiver we've seen in league history. So again, like I said earlier, these storylines write like themselves. This matchup, though, Ramsey versus Chase is going to be heck of a battle on Sunday.
2: I agree, but I think it might be a stalemate just because I don't want to go that way. If Jalen Ramsey, no matter if he's on Jamar Chase, if he's on Boyd, if he's on Higgins, I think he is the the strong part of that secondary. I do believe, and I've been saying this to a lot of people, Mark. I do believe Darius Williams, the other side, that other cornerback, number 11 out of UAB, I think he's been picked on all playoff long, I think is what we call the fish, the guy that we know we're going to be picking on. I think there's a huge weight on his shoulders to perform being that other guy who probably will see one-on-one coverage.
1: Well, let me piggyback off that too, right? The Rams had to go get former all-pro safety Eric Weddle off the couch out of two-year retirement because an injury to Jordan Fuller. And remember, this was a Rams team who lost John Johnson III to the Cleveland Browns this past offseason. Johnson was the guy in the back end of that defense who called the plays and set the coverage. He had the green dot on his helmet responsible for communication on the back end for the Rams. So to piggyback off what you're saying, it's not just the opposite corner opposite Ramsey. It's also on the back end in the secondary at the safety position too. That's no takeaway from Eric Weddle, again, former All-Pro player, right. but the fact of the matter is, is he was, he's was he been in retirement for two years. So to piggyback off that, like if you were to find a weakness in this Rams team. It might be on the back end of the secondary, but boy, you're going to have a tough time up front trying to block the Rams up front with Aaron Donald, with Leonard Floyd, with Vaughn Miller. Good luck. And, and that's, that's really where the Bengals might struggle, considering Burrow sacked a league high 51 times this year. And sacked in the playoff win against the Tennessee Titans, the one-seed Tennessee Titans, nine times and they still found a way to win. So, again, these storylines write themselves, but the matchups is really, really what you need to, to focus on. And in the secondary, if the Rams defense does have a weakness, I would say it's in the, in the secondary.
0: Uh, what do you make of Joe Burrow and the phenomenon that is just he's a blue-collar kid, never lost a big game, goes to LSU, wins, wins the national title, Heisman, um, you know, and, and now he's in the Super Bowl. And I know you do the Steelers podcast, but, you know, what? how was is, how is he viewed in the division? and how is he viewed as as a second-year player in the NFL?
1: When you're looking at the division, right, Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, a former league MVP, is going to come back with a vengeance once the Ravens get healthy next year. And you look across the AFC as a whole. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now Joe Burrow you don't have a quarterback to compete in the AFC with style of play, being able to potentially win a shootout, you're not going to compete. That's just Joe Burrow, and he's got the same even-keeled demeanor, and you can't really tell based on the expression on his face whether his team's up big or they're facing a deficit. And that has rubbed off. Like, it's an intangible thing, but that has rubbed off on this Bengals team, and that's clearly evident. I mean, we saw the Bengals beat the Steelers twice this season, something we haven't seen in years in Pittsburgh. And so you're looking at – you know, a team where coming from, you know, worst record in the league two years ago to where they get the first-round pick and then they pair Burrow with this college teammate, Chase, and just how they've quickly turned things around. Like I said, I mean, like, 10-7, and 7, they're playing with house money right now. But, I mean, the fact that he's gone, the number one, uh, beat the number-one seed, beaten the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes on the road and Arrowhead, I mean... Only in his second year, they're going to be a problem for the next decade plus. And it's, it's all that cool, that cool demeanor, despite the fact that the most sacked quarterback in the league this year. And he's sacked in a game nine times, and he doesn't make excuses at all. And it's just like the, his teammates want to rally around him and follow him. And, like, I tell you what, too, I mean, we see him after the game and he's victorious. He'll be lighting up that cigar, I guarantee Yep. He's
2: making a fan out of me, man. He really is. I think he's bringing a lot of people along the bus ride of the fan bus of the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of people are jumping on that bandwagon. Mark, when it comes to football fandom, uh, being around this country doing radio, man, Dallas Cowboy fans can be found everywhere. And so can them darn Pittsburgh Steelers fans, man. They're all over the place. <laughs> and knowing that you were coming on, I have to ask you this question. Who's playing quarterback for those Steelers next year?
1: Well... The Steelers aren't going to leave any stone unturned. And right now, I think they'll go through the draft. But maybe the, the question, to the answer your question I'd have, would be, who's available at the 20th overall pick of the 2022 draft? Because Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert down at the Senior Bowl, they like the local guy, Kenny Pickett right. who played at Pitt. I don't think he's going to be around at 20. Now, Malik Willis helped himself, too. I've heard the Steelers like him based on the reports. Is he going to be there at 20? Because he's helped his draft stock, too. Right now, those would be my two guesses. I don't know if the Steelers will trade up in the draft. been some rumors that they could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I don't think you can go into next season, regardless of what Pittsburgh decides, and say Mason Rudolph's our quarterback. No knock on Mason Rudolph. I think he can be a fine backup in this league. But if you go into the 2022 season with him as your quarterback, fans are going to look back that this past season, he was the guy filling in for Big Ben who tied a winless, Detroit Lions team, team with one of the worst records in the 2021 season. So if you seriously want to compete with Joe Burrow, who's in the Super Bowl right now, Lamar Jackson, and it wasn't just the injuries to Jackson for why the Ravens fell apart. They were decimated by injuries at the running back position, offensive line and cornerback positions. They're going to be back with the vengeance. If you want to compete in the AFC North Division, you can't go into the season with Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterback. Or if he is, you've got to have someone else, and maybe it's a rookie who you then turn the team over to at some point in 2022. So we'll see what happens. One thing I will point out as well, Steelers have about $38 million in salary cap space, so whether it's through nice. free agency, maybe a trade. I think you make the call at Green Bay to see what it takes for Aaron Rodgers. I think you make the call to Seattle and see what it would take for Russell Wilson. You might have to pay a King's ransom for those players, but if you can work out a favorable deal, work out the contracts, Steelers do have some salary cap space, something that they have not had in previous off seasons.
0: All right, who you got? Yeah, who you got, man?
1: Bengals and Rams. I have the Bengals winning 27-24. I'm going with Jack Pacho, Burrow, and the Cincinnati Bengals, keeping it in the AFC North Division, winning Super Bowl 56.
0: You man, Mark, great stuff, man. Great to have you on. We'd love to get you back on again, man. This
1: is good stuff. Bella, thanks for having me. Thanks again to Rob Dibble and Ben Darnell for having me on on 97.9 ESPN in Hartford, Connecticut. Enjoy Super Bowl 56.